Hello and welcome back to Discovering the Bible. Thank you for tuning in. And once again, it's a privilege to deal with these topics, to unfold the Word of God. And I hope that you will enjoy it as much as I doing in preparing this episode. In the last episode, we already started with dealing with justification. And we have seen that justification means that God has declared us all that belong or believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, that he has declared us as righteous, as just. He has justified us. And hence, we have a totally new position before God. And at the end of the last episode, we saw seven aspects of justification. And I briefly want to repeat them to get into the whole topic once more. First of all, we have seen that God is the highest authority God, the highest authority, it is Him who justifies, and no one can question that. Secondly, the foundation of our justification is the death of the Lord Jesus Christ. We are now being justified in the power of His blood. Thirdly, the proof of our justification is the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. Because God rose Him from the dead, we know that God has accepted His death on our cross. Number four, the source. We are being justified freely by His grace. The source of justification is the grace of God. Grace is unmerited favor of God. Number five, the principle on which we have been justified is our faith. We read in Romans chapter 5, verse 1, therefore having been justified on the principle of faith. On God's side, God provided the foundation. It is Him who justifies. And that is something that is totally outside of us. We cannot add anything to this. But on our summit, it needs faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. Number six, the scope of justification. On the one side, it is towards all. There are no limits. Everybody could be justified. But only those will be justified that do believe in the Lord Jesus Christ. So, it is the righteousness of God by faith of Jesus Christ towards all and upon all those who believe, as we read in Romans chapter 3, verse 22 and 23. And then number seven is the quality of justification. Justification is of all things from which ye could not be justified in the law of Moses. See, the law... In the Old Testament, it can only condemn us. It can only show that we fall short of the standard of God. It condemns us. And of all these things, all our sins, we are being justified. We stand as just people before God. And that is a totally new position, a totally new standing before God. I cannot emphasize this sufficiently. We have a new standing before God. God sees us as though we have never sinned. And if we grasp this, we also can realize that there are wonderful results of justification that are waiting for us. And this is exactly what we now read. If I go back to Romans chapter 5, verse 1 and 2, we read, Therefore, having been justified on the principle of faith, we dealt with this in the last episode, we have peace towards God through our Lord Jesus Christ. We have peace towards God. That is the first result of justification. Number two, by whom we have also access by faith 
into this favor, or we could also say this grace, in which we stand. That is the second result. We have access to God in his grace, and we stand in this grace. We are surrounded by grace, and never does God think differently to us than in grace. And number three, we boast in hope for the glory of God. And in this and the next episode, we would like to speak a little bit more about these three wonderful results. And in this episode, I would like to start with the peace of God. And the peace of God that we have is a fundamental peace that we have with God. It's not the peace that we enjoy in certain circumstances, but it's a peace that we fundamentally have with God. It deals with our sinful past and the broken relationship with God. And you know, it says, we have peace towards God. As those who are being justified by God, we have peace. It is not something that we, that we wait upon, that we still have to work for. No, we have peace with God. It's a definite result of being justified by God. And yet, you see so many believers that somehow don't seem to enjoy it. It seems though that they don't know anything about this peace that they have with God. And if you ask them, they may say something like, I'm working on it, or I hope so, or maybe someday. And why is that? Well, the answers to this might be different, but for some is that they rely on their feelings. They say, I don't feel anything about this peace. Others rely on their doings, what they're doing. They say, okay, I don't do enough for God, and hence I can't, there can't be peace with God. Only if I do something good for God, then they feel something of this peace with God. Or they rely on their confession, and, and they say, well, I don't know whether my confession was sincere, or I don't know whether I have confessed all of my sins. Or they might even rely on their experiences, certain experiences in Christianity, right? Which, after all, is still relying on feelings. And, and you also see that they ask themselves uh, many questions, right? Have I confessed all of my sins? Have I repented enough? Um, is my faith strong enough? Do I love the Lord Jesus Christ enough? Do I really abhor sin enough? Uh, do I follow him enough? And so on and so on. And you see, do you realize one thing? All of these questions, do you realize something? It's all about I. Do I this? Do I do this? Do I do this enough? Right? And these, these believers are occupied with themselves. But this is the wrong perspective. Right? If we are occupied, if I am occupied all the time with myself, yes, I will see all my shortcomings. I will see my weaknesses. I will see my sins. And I will see that I do not reach up to the standard of God. Not even a bit. But that's, as I said, that is the wrong perspective. We need to look, if we want to enjoy the peace that we have with God, we need to look upon the Lord Jesus Christ, what he is and what he has done. That is the right perspective. And see, when we, when we take a look at the Lord Jesus Christ, we will, we will see the excellency of his person, who is, that he is the Son of God, who became man, who lived a perfect life here on earth. You see, many people, they left the Lord Jesus Christ, and there's much lacking on the sides even of, uh, of the 12 disciples. But one day the Lord Jesus Christ said, you can read this in, in John chapter 8, he says, that the Father has not left him. The Father is always with me, he says. 
because I always do, I said it with my words, what is pleasing to him. I always do what is pleasing to him. We might strive to do what is pleasing to God. And, and many times we even don't strive to do this. But the Lord Jesus Christ, he, he doesn't not only say, I strive to do the will of God. I strive to do what is pleasing to him. No, he could say, I always do what is pleasing to God, my father. But the very one, the sinless one, that did not do any sin, that did not know any sin, and in whom there was no sin, he goes to the cross. And in 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 21, we read, Him who knew not sin, he has made sin for us, that we might become God's righteousness in him. You know, he was made sin. There on the cross, in the three hours of darkness, God dealt with the Lord Jesus Christ as though he was the origin of sin, whether he is the personified sin. God dealt with him with all his majesty, with all his authority, with all his wrath. He poured it upon the Lord Jesus Christ without any pardoning, with all his anger. And if you, if you turn to the Psalms, Psalm 44, Psalm 88, uh, Psalm 22, and many others, you will see some of the feelings, so to say, the Lord Jesus Christ had when he had to endure the wrath of God. There was no relief, and he was made sin for us. And then further on in Romans chapter 8, verse 3, we read that for what the law could not do, in that it was weak through the flesh, God, having sent his own Son in the likeness of flesh of sin and for sin. See, God sent his Son for sin. That was the whole purpose why God sent his uh, son for sin. And then what did God do on the cross? And what opportunity did the Lord Jesus Christ give to God? He has condemned sin in the flesh. Romans 8.3. And that is what happened on the cross. And then in Colossians 1.20 we read that the Lord Jesus Christ has made peace by the blood of his cross. All the righteous demands of God towards sin are satisfied. And thus, the Lord Jesus Christ made peace by his death. Because he gave God the chance to show how he thinks upon sin, about sin. And God judged it according to his righteousness, according to his being light, according to his majesty, his authority. He judged it thoroughly. And the Lord Jesus Christ endured that he suffered from the hands of God till the end, till he could cry out, Tetelestai, it is accomplished. And that is how the Lord Jesus Christ had wrought a peace for us on the cross. Again, I said, Colossians 1.20 says, having made peace by the blood of the cross. That is God's estimation. He looks to the cross and he says, he has made peace by the blood of his cross. And that is something we should hold fast. And we should not like say, okay, what do I have to do, right? Because this is something that, that people often ask, how do I get this peace with God? Now let us remember three points. First of all, as we have just seen, the Lord Jesus suffered and died for our sins. That is what the Lord Jesus Christ did on Calvary's cross in the three hours of darkness. Secondly, God is the one who on the basis or the foundation of the work of the Lord Jesus Christ justifies. God is the one. He looks to the cross, and that is the foundation. And because he sees what the Lord Jesus Christ has done, 
and he understands what the Lord Jesus Christ has done, and he values, highly values what the Lord Jesus Christ has done, he justifies. And thirdly, our fundamental peace with God is the result of what? Of being justified by faith. That is what Romans 5, chapter 1 begins with. Therefore, having been justified by faith, we have peace towards God. Having peace with God is a result of being justified. We are justified by who? By God. Why has God justified us? On what foundation? The same foundation by which the Lord Jesus Christ has made peace. That is his death on the cross. And let's also turn to Romans 3.26. It says, so that he should be just and justify him that is of the faith of Jesus. And also Romans chapter 5 verse 1 says, therefore having been justified on the principle of faith. And faith on our side is demanded. The faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. I see, that is what I meant earlier on also in the other episode. Salvation is something we cannot contribute anything to. It is something that God wrought. God sent his son. And the Lord Jesus Christ went to the cross and God judged him for the sins that not the Lord Jesus Christ, but I have done. And this is what all God did. And now there are results of the accomplished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And how do I get part of these results? Forgiveness of sins, justification, and many others. It is by faith. That is the connection. Everyone who believes in the Lord Jesus Christ gets justified by God and thus has peace with God. And my dear friend, if you believe in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you can, from the bottom of your heart, can say, yes, there on Calvary's cross, he also died for my sins, every single one of them. He is my substitute in the righteous judgment of a sin-hating God. There he also died for me. If you believe this, if you trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, if you have put your trust in the Lord Jesus Christ, you were justified by God. This is God's doing, not your own. And hence, you have peace with God. And what kind of peace is this? Five points I want to mention. First of all, it's a fundamental peace. This peace defines our relationship with God. I know the question of my sins is divinely dealt with, is settled. I have peace with God. It's a fundamental peace. Secondly, it's a full or complete peace. A hundred percent peace with God. Peace is peace. There is no half peace with God, right? Being justified of all these things. We have reminded ourselves at the beginning of this episode. We are not justified of some sins. No, we are justified a hundred percent. And also the peace that we now enjoy with God is a hundred percent. We cannot, we must not, we should not add anything to this. It's a hundred percent peace. Number three, it's a present peace. It is not a peace that we can enjoy somewhere in the future. It is a joy, it's a, it's a, it's a peace that we can enjoy right now. It says we have peace towards God. Number four, it is a secure peace. It was wrought outside of us. And the foundation of this peace is the death that the Lord Jesus Christ died on Calvary's cross. It's the work of the Lord Jesus Christ. That's the foundation. And therefore, our peace and all our blessings that God have, they are secure in the accomplished work of the Lord Jesus Christ. And five, this peace is 
independent. It's an independent piece. What do I mean with this? It's independent of the circumstances that we go through. It's independent, or let me rephrase that. It does not rely upon us. It does not rely upon our feelings or our trust in the Lord Jesus Christ in different circumstances, right? As I said, first point, it's a fundamental piece. And this piece defines our relationship with God. Don't get me wrong, like faithfulness, devotion, holiness, prayer, life, and all these things are important. And we want to increase in these things, but they don't have an effect on our fundamental peace with God. This is the peace which the Lord Jesus Christ has made by the death of his cross. And we cannot and don't have to add anything to this. This is, was the first result of being justified. The next result that we are going to deal with is that we have access to his favor in which we stand. And we're going to deal with this in the next episode. Thank you for tuning in today and until the next time. God bless.